Hey guys, it's Allie. And it's Lindsay. And welcome back to A Matter of Crime. And this week we are going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials. I'm so excited, especially since it's almost Halloween. I know, me too. Like, we definitely had to do it this time of year because Samhain's coming up and it is a major holiday if you practice witchcraft. And... A major like Celtic pagan holiday and this Halloween is on a Saturday and it's also a full moon. Yes. So we're super like I had planned initially this whole big trip with some of my friends to go to uh, Salem this Halloween and then of course COVID happened. Yeah and that's just the theme of our life is is COVID happened. Yeah. I had wonderful plans and then COVID happened. So yeah. But yeah, we didn't get to go, but hopefully we'll get to go soon, and um, I'll actually get to see it. I've heard it's amazing, so. That's our plan for our 10-year wedding anniversary is to go to Salem. That's and amazing. I'm pumped about it. I'm jealous. Like, like, so pumped. Yeah, like, not only, like, New England and the food and the history, but also, like, getting to go to basically, like, witch mecca. Yeah. And just, like, check it out and, and see it. So. Especially since they lean all the way into it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm so ready. Like, I'm... I, hopefully, I won't, like, get sucked in because I do have a tendency, like, advertising works on me way too well. Yes. So, I have a tendency to get sucked into the, like, commercially stuff. Oh, yeah. But also, like, being a practicing witch, like, I think I'll be able to recognize, like, oh, are they just selling this for money or is it really, like, cultural or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have way too many notes because I got way too in-depth on this and literally spent like two days researching it, so this may end up being a two-parter. I hope it is. <laughs> we've decided, we both decided that we could talk about this for hours, so uh, we hope you guys are ready to just strap in. And just know that I did not research specifically for this. This is just the knowledge off the top of the dome here. Yeah, she, <laughs> we both already knew a lot about it, but I wanted to know more of the history and, like, the why. Like, I'm less concerned with the, you know, oh, this happened on this day or whatever. I'm more concerned with what led up to it. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's more important to the story. Yeah, and it's also more important, like, to be able to recognize these things as they're happening. Yeah. Because the whole history repeats itself thing, it's going to. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And it even did. I mean, the, the whole witchcraft accusation hysteria repeated itself in the 80s with the satanic panic. Oh, gosh, When yes. they were so... When they were so worried that every every kid who wore black nail polish was worshiping Satan, and uh, this kind of satanic panic shit happens all quite regularly. Yeah, it's so, just not always called the Salem witch trials, right? That's why that phrase "witch hunt" mm -hmm. is a phrase. Yeah, like that's like, where this came from, like the Memphis Three. Yes, that yeah. was a witch hunt. It actually wasn't like poor Damien Eccles. Like the boy just wanted to wear black nail polish and like read about alternative religions. And he gets, like, almost sentenced to death for it. Like... Yeah. Hello? And side note, did you know Johnny Depp funded a lot of their uh, defense after no, he I found out? Because he's from Kentucky. Yeah. And he was like, this is a lo local, yeah. quote, local to me crime, and I yeah. don't believe that this is good. I don't believe this is justice. So he, <clears throat> he, uh, he gave them their defense, not them personally. Yeah. Like, he gave their defense, like... A lot of money. Wow. That's good because they were really poor. So. Yeah. Like, he was like, this isn't fair. They're yeah. being taken advantage of by the system. Right. And so, he, like, they they will show and interview Johnny Depp in 
documentaries about the Westminster. Oh, nice. Yeah. I need to check out some more. I've seen a couple. Um, So I went back and did some research about the kind of mythology behind um, the demonizing of witchcraft. Because before Christianity came, that's all they didn't call it witchcraft, but that's all that there was. It was it was religion and medicine and and spirituality and it was nature and it was all tied together and it's found in so many cultures. It's found in um Asian cultures, European cultures, like um, you know, gate like Scotland and Nordic. Ireland and Norse cultures, Pan African cultures and then indigenous cultures in the Americas too like they all had similar veins like running throughout their their pre-colonial pre-christianity religions and um so one of the main uh things that you think of when you think about the Salem witch trials is I don't know have you ever seen the movie the witch no you said you hadn't no no okay well if you have seen it um and you need to watch it like that's your homework now okay um is the black goat. Baphomet. So right, right. So the black goat. So he Baphomet was originally a goat-like deity or a deity that was depicted with horns. And a horned god is present in most of these so-called. I don't like to say primitive, but most of these like pre-Christian pre-Christianity religions. Um, yeah. So when Christians go to a new place. And they're trying to take over. A lot of times it's done in the name of Christianity. Yeah, the Crusades and all that. Yeah, yeah, the Crusades are a perfect example. Um, So they would take symbols of pagan religions, which pagan just means anything that's not Christian Christian or not Abrahamic religion. So not Muslim, not Jewish, and not Christian. Yeah. So anything besides that is pagan. So, um, they would take symbols of the pagan religions and then, like, warp them to make them evil so that they could further, like, demonize and dehumanize these people. It's easier to hate someone if they're not like you. Yes, and to make it more acceptable, because if you can paint someone as evil, then it's acceptable to destroy their life and their culture and to take their land and to do whatever you feel like you need to do. Yeah, and claim it as Yours in the name of. Right. It's a religious. We're just trying to save their soul and send them to heaven. First of all, it's not any of your business. Yeah. And like I said, I don't have a problem with Christianity as long as it's not used as a weapon. Correct. I have. Let me just preface that because I think I can come off a lot of times as being like sounding angry towards Christians. But Lindsay's a Christian and she's one of my best friends. And I just like... And I'm never offended by anything that you say because right. I understand where you're coming from. Right. And you know, I'm not saying I hate all Christians. All Christians are bad. I'm saying that Christianity historically has been used as a weapon yes. to harm a lot of people. And I understand that as a Christian, mm-hmm. I don't like that part of it either. Right. And those people, to me, weren't true Christians. No, they didn't act in the way. No. That they, weren't, they weren't Christ-like in those actions. No, not at all. So, uh, Baphomet was just a goat, uh, but they added, and also I want to throw in that Baphomet was also a symbol of, um, of opposites. Like he was a symbol of the joining of all of the opposite things into one. He had a, I say he, but he had a male like figure, but he also had breasts. 
Yes. And he has one hand up, one hand down. So as above, so below. He has a light moon uh, or white moon on one side, a black moon on the other side. And it's like everything about him is like bringing the opposites together and like defying the binary. And unity. Yes. And it's, it's a very, sim a very unifying symbol. Yeah. And, and it's all about that you can't have light without dark. You can't have, you know... Male without bad. female, you can't have. Yeah, it's 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 just about being one with your entire environment. Yes. Uh, they added the wings of a fallen angel and called it Satan, even though there is zero description of what Satan looks like in the Bible. Yeah. There's no description saying there are descriptions of horned beasts or whatever in Revelation, but it's not saying that that is Satan. No. It's saying that it's a beast of hell or whatever. And as far as my recollection goes, the only description was he was a fallen angel, correct? Yes. And he was actually considered really beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And Lucifer was an angel. Just He looked just like Michael or Gabriel or whatever, you know, he wasn't. Beauty is more enticing than ugly. Yeah. So if you're going to be Satan and right. you're going to be wanting to get people on your dark side, yeah. you're going to be beautiful. Hello. Yeah. And I fully believe that, like... Because if he was ugly, it wouldn't work. Right. The and trick wouldn't work if he was ugly. Yeah. And the angels were created before humans. So it makes sense that, you know, they were more like... More perfect or more, more godlike, yeah, and closer to the real, like, actual image of like what a heavenly being would be. So yeah, they're of course like it almost would be. like um, in between, like an intermediate. Step. Yeah, but then there are, you know, you get into the other angels that are just big balls of flaming eyeballs. Yeah. So I mean that you know he we could don't be that right, and they could just be able to take on the form of humans. That's true. Okay, so the next point that I have is um, one of the first women that I found that was ever accused of witchcraft was Hypatia. And I don't know if you've ever heard of I've her. I've heard that name. But yeah, I... she was a Hellenistic pagan who lived in Alexandria, as in the Library of Alexandria, yeah. Egypt. She was a renowned scholar, astronomer, philosopher, mathematician, and a teacher at the Library of Alexandria. And she was described by one of her contemporaries as this. He said there was a woman at Alexandria named Hypatia, the daughter of the philosopher Theon, who made such attainments in literature and science as to far surpass all the philosophers of her own time. Having succeeded to the school of Plato and Plotinus, she explained the principles of philosophy to her auditors, many of whom came from a distance to receive her instruction. On account of the self-possession and ease of manner which she had acquired in consequence, of the cultivation of her mind, she not infrequently appeared in public in the presence of the magistrates. Neither did she feel abashed in going to an assembly of men, for all men, on account of her extraordinary dignity and virtue, admired her the more. So she was like a badass bitch. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like she had beauty and brains. Yeah, and she was so admired for her knowledge that people would come... From all around the world just to hear her speak. And my, the, how the times have changed. Hello. <laughs> and clearly, in Roman Catholic Christianity, we don't need these brilliant non Christian women out here showing up 
are Christian Catholic leaders. Yeah. Are male Catholic leaders. So when the Roman Catholics uh, started to like turn, they already owned Alexandria. They had conquered it. Um, And they really began to like turn their energy to like taking over Africa. Um, They installed a Christian ruler named Cyril in Alexandria. And he didn't like that Hypatia was pagan, smart, and a scientist, and that she didn't respect men the way that he thought she should, because she carried herself with authority. Like, yeah. Like, she knew she was badass and smart. Like, yeah. Like, she knows you're an idiot. Right. So, um, she paint, he painted her as a witch and said that she consorted with the devil, even though she didn't believe in the devil. Um, one day her carriage was attacked by a group of radical Christians. They dragged her into what was formerly a pagan temple because paganism had already been outlawed, like Hellenistic, yeah. the Hellenistic gods. And, um, they stripped her naked and killed her using broken towels. Cause that's Christ-like. Yep. And they also gouged out her eyes, tore her body to pieces and dragged her through the street to the outside of town where they set her remains on fire. This punishment was only reserved for the harshest of criminals. Like, you brutally murdered someone or, you know, you did something, like, really, really terrible. Yeah. That, But she didn't do anything except for being an intelligent woman. Yeah. An independent Exactly. Woman. Exactly. So, that's kind of... Um, I want to get in more in-depth into that story another time. Um, but she was one of the first women, I think, in the world who was ever... Because that was back in, like, the 400s AD. Yeah. Um, so, in 1484, Heinrich Romer... Again, I'm not, I'm not German. So, wrote the Malleus Maleficarum. And if you've ever watched Sabrina... The Witch's on, Hammer. Yeah. So, the... Um, uh, if you ever watched, uh, if you haven't watched the Sabrina series, the new one on Netflix, so they include a lot of the names that I'm about to talk about as characters in the show, and they also include a lot of the mythology, like Baphomet's in the middle of the temple, the Malleus Maleficarum is one of the books that they have in the show, like, it's pretty accurate as far as, like, actual witchcraft history goes, you Yeah, know? because they have celebrations for, um... Ostra and um, Saturnalia and, yeah, and Salon and um, and they called them the accurate names, yeah. not what Americans called them. Right. And in 1484, Heinrich Romer wrote this book to argue that witches existed and that they worked for the devil. He made this manual for identifying, hunting, and killing witches. And in the very beginning of the book, he included a letter from a from the Catholic Church, like as in the Catholic Church, that basically sanctioned the book as canon. So, it, this book was considered complete and total fact, irrefutable, and now witches officially exist, and we need to get rid of all of them. So, I just want to point out that St. Patrick's Day is my least favorite holiday in the whole world because it's a celebration of when the uh, Catholics drove all the pagans out of um, England, like the United Kingdom. Didn't know that. Yeah. So, so like you know how Saint they... St. Patrick and yeah. snakes. <laughs> what? It is. But the snakes were the pagans. <gasps> yeah. I didn't realize that they weren't literal snakes because mm-hmm. I always wondered, why do they have such a snake problem? Yeah. Like, why are there so many snakes? They're not yeah. snakes. They're pagans. That's what I, I never could figure out why that was a thing. Yeah. That's totally what happened. That makes so. more sense. 
Yeah, so don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. It's terrible. I mean, and don't have, like, an Irish... actual snakes. Right. Like, if you want to have, like, an Irish Heritage Day, I'm all for that. Like, let's yeah. make it Irish Pride, Irish Heritage Day, whatever. That's fine. So, in Celebrate the... Celebrate me! <laughs> <laughs> little redhead. little leprechaun. In the 1490s, European Christians began a continent-wide campaign to destroy paganism. An estimated 50,000 pagans were killed, and their gods or symbols were then bastardized and advertised as evil to further prevent the spread of their faith. In 1542, Europe passed a witchcraft law that made it illegal to practice witchcraft and made it punishable by death. And they created an official position called the Witchfinder General, and the first one appointed was Matthew Hopkins. They had to have a whole last position for this. Also, that is a pretty cool name. I guess. I mean, if if... If it were not associated, I would be like, hell yeah, I'm the witch finder general. Yeah, like if you were like, hey, let's go find some witches. But like, let's go to, be friends. Right, to like go start a coven or whatever. Yeah, like, hey, let's go check out some new people. Right. Let's check it out. That's that's a good idea. But yeah. The fact that it's a negative name is not. Oh, sad day. They had to ruin it for everybody. Um, so Somebody make that a band. Witchfinder General. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a cool band. Well, there's name. a band called Giles Corey. Yeah, so, I go mean, why it. not? So, in Scotland, in the late 1500s, Queen Anne was the wife of, um, he was King James VI of Scotland, but he would become King James I of England. Um, She was caught up in a storm on the way from Scandinavia, and so the boat had to turn back. So, King James went to get her, and he arrived in Copenhagen in 1590. And while he was there, two witches were arrested... The witches confessed to conjuring the storms that attacked the ships because they said that Satan wanted the king and queen dead. Um, That's probably a very loose translation because I'm not sure that Copenhagen and Denmark would have had the same ideas as... No, because they were... European Christians. Norse, correct. Right. So, I mean, I don't know much about Denmark in the 1500s, but whatever. So, that's where the seed was planted with King James. Well, I'm... Just going off of the show Vikings, mm-hmm. I feel like that was around this time. Yeah. They yeah. didn't believe in Satan. Like, that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. Like, that, no. they didn't even know that concept. So, mm-hmm. why would they say, Satan made us do it? Yeah. So, it's probably a, a confession that was like, they didn't want the king there because they're like, hey, we don't want you Europeans coming in here and taking shit over because we know you have a reputation. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's my theory as not a European historian. Yeah. So, back and I'm in- not a historian at all. I'm just a hairdresser, so what do <laughs> hey, I know? Hey, you're an amazing hairdresser, though. <laughs> back in Scotland, um, a bailiff outside of Edinburgh named David Seaton accused his maid, Gillis Duncan, um, that she had acquired healing powers and she was sneaking out of the house late at night. So, he believed that this was only attributable to witchcraft. He used thumb screws, uh, which is where they basically put your hand in a vice and tighten it slowly until it crushes all the bones in your hand. That's disgusting. Yeah. So, and wrenching, which is where they tie ropes around your head. And um, basically, one end of the rope is to the left of your head. One end of the rope is to the right of your head. And they pull it from either side to crush the bones in your skull. It's fine. So he did all of that to elicit a confession from her that I she was a witch. So fast. Yeah. Oh, I would have been like, uh, "What do you want me to say?" Yeah. They pull out a thumb screw. I'm like, "What do you want me to sign it? Where Where am I? Like, I would fold like a napkin." Yeah, I'd be like, 
oh, I get to go to jail forever? Let's go. Or just kill me instead of doing that shit. God. Get it over with. Right. So, it is theorized that he lusted after her and found out that she was in a relationship with someone else, hence the sneaking out at night. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. She's sneaking out, so... To go get laid, hello. My first, that was my first thought was, yep. she's got a boyfriend. Yeah. So, um, because back then, like, maids and stuff were basically owned, like, in an unofficial capacity by yeah. the families they worked for. And they stayed there all the time. So, he accused her of witchcraft out of jealousy. He stripped her naked and searched her body for the witch's mark and found um, a mark on her neck which could have very likely been from a sexual act, like a hickey or a bite or something. Yeah. And she was so ashamed, probably so ashamed to admit it or didn't want to give up her partner because they would have also been, like, accused or persecuted or whatever because it's extramarital or premarital sex or whatever. So, um, she, after... they all weren't doing that anyway. For real. So, after she, after he found this mark, she confessed to dancing in the woods with the devil... Um, she gave up eight other names as members of her coven, and they gave up more names themselves. And that led to that little like pyramid scheme led to over a hundred women being hunted down and accused of witchcraft. Girl, you don't know how fast I'd have lied and started coming up like trying to pretend I was crazy. I'd be like, I don't know any of these people, but that didn't matter. All you had to do was be accused. Yeah, but I'm just saying, as soon as somebody accused me, I would have started acting like I was a crazy person, and they would just throw me in the loony bin, or yeah. be, I would just be the crazy lady from now on. That's fine. Just yeah. get you a bunch of cats. That's my dream anyways. Yeah, so like, I mean, I would be like, I would admit to anything, but then I'd also be trying to act like I was crazy. Yeah. That way, they'd be like, we can't believe anything she says. So, after, uh, during her torture, Gillis confessed to being in league with the witches from Denmark and trying to kill the king and his wife. And when he heard about this in a completely unprecedented, like, move, he became directly involved in the case. And that never happened. The king did? Yeah, kings never got involved in, like, local cases. No, because they have so many people under them and so much other crap to worry about. But my question is, how in the hell... Does a little poor nobody servant girl know know anything about this unless it's just gossip or unless the sheriff or the bailiff or whoever told her about it? Yeah. And was like, what did you do? Did you, were you in league with the witches from Denmark? Because she can't read, I would assume. Yeah. Because if you're poor, you, you can't no, read. No. The only way she would have known about it was if she heard him talking to yeah, someone else. Exactly. So it's not, this. Poor little girl is not going to freaking Denmark, I promise you. Yeah, like, first of all, if you like, do you know anybody from Denmark? What are their names? Yeah. She probably couldn't even know any Danish no. names to come up with. No. So, um, in this same situation, Agnes Sampson was accused of being the most senior witch in the coven and after torture admitted to trying to kill the king. Uh, she was brought before the king and made to repeat her confession at first, he didn't believe her, and uh, she apparently repeated things that he had said to his wife on their wedding night while they were alone. But if you're the king, you're never actually alone. You have exactly. security detail. Exactly. So, in order to elicit, like, in order to convince him that she really was, like, part of this, she said that, and... We don't know why, but it's probably um, because she knew that she had been tortured a lot, and she just wanted her torture to end. Yeah. 
Because I'm telling you, you wouldn't even have to start torturing me. And no. I'm, I'm telling you everything. Instantly kill me, please. I do not want to be tortured to death. Like, that's my worst fear. Um, also, she was a midwife. And so... Could she have been the queen's midwife? No, she wasn't. She was just like a regular, like, village Local. Mid- yeah. But midwives know all about sex and babies and marriages. And midwives were also, like, marriage... Basically marriage counselors for women. So... All she had to do was make, like, an educated guess about what was said between a husband and wife on their first wedding night. Plus, she had to learn midwifery from someone. Mm-hmm. Like, there's someone in the general location. Yeah. It's has, generally, like, passed down from, like, mother to daughter. Yeah. So, like, eventually, mm-hmm. there is going to be some kind of connection between a midwife and a royal. Yeah. Because, and like, that's not a common job. Also, you know, there's, like, the... Um, servants like listening in to the wedding night like you said they're never really alone Um, so it could have just been gossip like oh, oh yeah he said this and then it gets passed around because servants talked like everybody else yes exactly and besides what I mean really you're standing there for three hours outside the door doing nothing and then you see somebody what are you gonna do tell them what you've been doing yeah exactly or you see somebody that you know you're like hey what are you doing yeah, What's exactly. Up? What's the latest goss? Because you don't have anything else to do. It's not like you can get on Twitter and kill a couple of hours. Yeah, you're literally just standing there. Yeah. So, after this, James fully believed that the coven was out to kill him. And in 1591, Agnes and an unknown number of other witches were set to be burned at the stake. So, I just call them witches because if they're going to be killed as witches, then we're going to dignify them as witches. Yeah. You might as well just own it, bitch, and get out there on your broomstick and make the, live your best life. Yeah. And also, like, you get to be an honorary part of yeah, the witchcraft like, family if you the, get killed as a witch. Yeah, like, if you have to go through what we have to go through, you, here you are, sister. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We'll give you, it's like a getting an honorary, like, doctorate from Harvard or something yeah. because you're the president. I don't know. Um, so, they were likely garroted before the burning. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, so if you don't know what that is, it's like where a rope is tied around your neck. It's a very, it's like... Rope or, like, really thin wire. Yeah, or, it could be anything. Yeah, like, anything thin. Yeah, and then they take a stick and they tighten it because um, you can't get a good enough pull with just your hands. But if you use that stick, you can get it really good and tight and just kill them. Yeah, like, it either, crush their it'll either crush your windpipe. windpipe or it'll cut through your skin until you bleed to death. Yeah, or cut off your circulation to your brain and you'll be, like, passed out. So... That's better than actually getting burned alive, though. Yeah, and they said that it was um, because it was uh, more humane or whatever. Like, whatever. You just wanted to choke a woman to death. Don't lie. Because, you know, you're not getting off Express your kinks in a healthy way, please. Yeah, like, if you're into that, you're into that, dude. But But get a willing participant. Get a consenting person. Yes. Um, So, their bodies were burned, so they couldn't carry it into the afterlife with them or come back to life. And over the next few years, the accusations spread like wildfire, no pun intended. Um, people all over Scotland began to, be con- began to be accused. And it would have remained in Scotland until Queen Elizabeth died and James, who was her cousin, took over the throne in England. Gotcha. So this is King James, the first, the King James of version the of the Bible. Um, yeah, so Which, he- by the way, is... 
the worst translation in right. my personal opinion as someone yeah. who's read it before. I know. And I would much rather read like a direct translation that wasn't made by somebody who is a witch hunter. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying as a Christian, that's like the worst yeah. translation. I don't like it. So, James had written a book and had it published in order to convince people that witches were real and that they worked for Satan and everyone needs to pay attention to this. Wait a minute. Another book. While we're here. Yep. Why do some people think that the King James translation is the only true translation? Why is that a thing? Mm, Catholic Church. Is that why? Probably. Probably because the Catholic Church, like, built it. Because before King James... The Bible was only written in Latin. Mm-hmm. And then before that, it was in Aramaic or in the other, like, um, original languages of the disciples or whoever. So, um, and, and common people could not read Latin. And right. so, the book was translated by James into English for the first time. And... Was this before or after Constantine? Uh, after. Gotcha. Uh, the The... Council of Nicaea happened before King James translated the Bible. Gotcha. I think. I'm 99% sure. And that's when they edited out the Book of Mary and all the books of, that are, and... yeah, the books are in the, that are in the Book of Mormon and like all of the kind of Dead Sea Scrolls that they found like that should have, that were originally included in the like Greek translations of the mm-hmm. Bible and stuff like that. But then they took all those out because they con- like directly contradicted things that the church wanted to enact. Politically. Yes. Oh, it was all political. It was all political. It was all about power yes. and money. And the church, is, the church is historically a political, powerful, ruling entity. It is not a religious sanctuary. No. And... When I say the church, I'm talking about Catholic, the Catholic church. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, at the Council of Nicaea, did they not purposely eliminate a lot of stories and parables that portrayed women as equals or powerful or... Like the Book of Mary Magdalene was completely left out because she was considered a whore when she wasn't a a sex worker at all. Um, The book was written as a conversation between two people. Um, One knew all about witchcraft and the other who didn't believe it was real. So the one who knew all about witchcraft was probably James speaking as himself. So by the end of the book, the latter was convinced that the was convinced that witchcraft was real. And the book ends saying that if you don't believe in witchcraft, you're either lying to yourself or you're in league with the devil. So it's basically like a condemnation of if you don't believe exactly what I'm saying about witchcraft, that you're evil or you're an idiot. Yeah. So you don't want to be either one of those things in the 1500s. A local man used his daughter to try and get revenge against someone that he had a problem with by getting her to accuse them of witchcraft. James had the daughter examined and found the accusations to be false, and the man was actually found guilty of wasting the court's time and sentenced to jail for three years. So the thing about James was that he considered himself to be an intellectual, and he based his witch hunts Mm -hmm. on 
I'm using air quotes again, science and logic and reason. 1500 science, logic, and reason. Yeah, so he fully believed that there was a scientific process for finding witches. Um, and it wasn't just, he was against the whole like hysteria and like, let's just go on a witch hunt and kill everybody thing. Well, yeah, if you kill all my subjects, who am I going to rule? Um, seven years later in Lancaster, a girl named Allison Device. Hello, it's me. Um, confessed to witchcraft after a man that she had gotten mad at had a stroke. So she got, she had wanted to buy something from this peddler, but he wouldn't sell anything to her. And so he just kind of ignored her and kept walking for whatever reason. And, um, she was like, got mad and was like, said a curse to him under her breath. Like, oh, fuck you or something, you know? Yeah. And he literally fell down and had a stroke. And they didn't know what strokes were, but yeah. they said that his face was paralyzed and that he couldn't speak and he couldn't walk. So, she was said to come from a family of cunning folk, which, again, is in Sabrina. Yeah. And, yeah, and so she that, felt... The loose translation would be clear cognizant. Yeah. They would have the knowing. Right. And not that they could see the future, but it's just that they kind of had this extrasensory perception of, like, the world around them. Yeah. A lot of... Um, People that pretend to be psychics mm -hmm. and pretend to be claircognizant and clairvoyant, they're really good body language readers. Yeah. Or just like lucky guessers. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can read a room real quick. Yeah. Make a quick guess. And then by your reaction, they can judge where to take their story next. Oh, yeah. She felt guilty because she thought she caused the stroke, and she confessed that the devil appeared to her as a black dog and offered to attack the man because he had offended her. It's the son of Sam. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So Stop giving black dogs and black cats a bad reputation. Do you know how many black dogs and cats are in animal shelters that get killed every year because people want to adopt them because they're superstitious? Except for me. I want all of them. Same. My sweet little black cat. Her name is Nori because I name all my animals after foods that they remind me of. And Nori is black like the seafood sheets or whatever seaweed sheets. Yeah. So I named her Nori. She's so fat and I love her so much. Yeah, we had a black cat, me and All Jeff. All the black cats. And it was the best cat I've ever had. His name is Phoenix. But oh, my gosh. He I died bought... of old age. It was Aww, so sad. Poor baby. I bought her that a little, like, spooky cat scratch house from Target. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, and it's like, it looks like a little haunted house. And she sits on top of it. And she's like the Halloween cat on her haunted house oh, scratch Oh, I love it. I know. It hurts my heart. It's so pretty. Also, I have a black dog. And it yep. has never possessed me. Oh, man. I keep, <laughs> waiting. I keep waiting for her to lead me to the gates of hell. She just won't do it. Because they have all the best snacks and they don't want to share. I know. Damn cat. Selfish ass cat. <laughs> so, Allison gave up her entire family and they were all in prison together in a dark cell for months. So, that cell was probably what, like, the, I saw it on the documentary I watched. It was probably the size of this room. And your whole family stuck in here. Yeah, and there and was like 20 there. people in there, chained to the walls, like not allowed to move. And Do you know how mad I'd be at my cousin right now? First of all, I'm whipping your ass if I get out of these chains. Yeah, once I get out of these chains, you better wait. Yeah, so the village that they were from was the Pendle Village. So they were called the Pendle Witches. Um, and they were the most sensational trial of witches to happen in Lancaster. 19 suspects were put on trial, and it would have been 20, but Allison's grandmother died in the cell while she was waiting trial. 
Because she's a grandmother. Because she's a million thousand years old and people didn't even live like to their 60s back then. So. Yeah, you were lucky to see your kids grow up. Right. Then Allison's younger sister, nine-year-old Janet Device, was compelled to testify against her own mother, probably not knowing at all that it would mean her death. No. Because, I mean, what nine-year-old understands what they're doing at that point? They were like, you need to go in here and tell these people that your mommy worships Satan. And she or we're going to hurt you. She, yeah, she's probably, one, been taught to respect authority. Oh, for sure. Or Never. fear authority. Ugh, I do not teach my kid that. Sorry. So, it was probably one of those things. And then, if the jailer or whatever says, if you don't say what we want you to say, we're going to hurt you or kill you. Or we're going to kill your family or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, a nine-year-old girl, it's so easy to get them to say what you want them to say. Children were not normally allowed to testify. However, in James's book, a child testimony is used to prove the existence of witches. So it was suddenly allowed in witch trials. Janet began to accuse other people from the town and probably because she liked the attention. Also, maybe it'll take the attention off my family. Yeah, maybe. And they, um, but also again, you're bored and you're nine. Yeah. And you're poor, and you're finally getting to, like, be in, like, do something cool, you know? So, let's keep it going and accuse a bunch of other fucking people. The entire family was found guilty and sentenced to death, and they Even the little girl? No, not the little girl. They were hanged the next day outside of the courthouse, but the drop wasn't high enough to break their necks, so they died of a slow strangulation. That's the worst. The worst. And you're gonna just sit there knowing you're dying i know and it won't come fast enough sorry do you watch parks and rec sometimes okay this is john ralphio oh yeah well jeff and i do the one from hamilton you are the worst (laughs) (laughs) so janet's fate after this is unknown because she was an orphan now and so we don't really know what happened to her but 22 years later the name janet device was found in court records of accused witches who were hanged wait what yeah, so tw- so if you're going through the records, like researchers, 22 years after, like researchers found that 22 years after her family was hanged, the name Janet Device appears in court records as a witch who was hanged. So it could be the same person, could not be, but it's a coincidence that the same name in the same town 22 years later, so she would have been 31-ish, whatever, 32. We're going to move to America at this point. That's just kind of the buildup of the history of England and... Their relationship with witchcraft. Right, and where it came from. Like, you have to know that these... That the Puritans came over here with these ideas in their head. Yeah. This is not something that they invented on by themselves. No, not at all. So, after the Dark Ages, uh, which is when this happened, uh, Europe began to turn away from religious-controlled government and started to embrace science and secularism. Well, the Puritans didn't like the secular approach, and so they founded Massachusetts Bay Colony as their shining light on a hill and the beacon of true Christianity to the world. So, you probably heard, like, it's the shining light on a hill, yes. right? Um, so, it was the beacon of true Christianity, the Puritans. Hello, Star the same, of David. Or, not Star of David, but the Star of Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah the same people who killed um, the uh, Pequot Indians mm-hmm. in or the Puritans. So, yeah. So they're, but they're a shining beacon on a hill. Yeah. That's who we think of when we think of pilgrims, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the black buckle and the black dress and the white collars and the... Aprons and the bonnets. Yeah. So, they dress very modestly. Nothing... There was no frivolity. There was no enjoyment of life. It's like you either lived for the Lord or you didn't live at all. Yes. It was like 
very, very strict. Like, if it brought you enjoyment... It was bad. Yes. Like, it was of the devil. And I'll go on a rant about this at another podcast, but the Puritans are the entire reason that, like, sex is demonized in our culture to such a degree because it's not like that in Europe because in Europe they gave up the, like, Puritanical way of life for science and, you know, modernism, like, way before America did. And the Puritans had such fear and control over America that they have basically dictated the way that we live our lives. And it's 2020. Right. And and women are still getting called whores for having affairs or for sleeping with somebody before they get married. Like, that's still a thing. And don't yeah. even get me started on breastfeeding in public. Oh, my God. Stop don't. it. Okay. The colony... Um, had their royal charter revoked because they were still colonies pre-revolutionary war which meant that they no longer had permission from the english government to colonize the land because they had violated terms of the agreement which were a not to use religion in lawmaking and b not to discriminate against catholics so they went there for quote unquote religious freedom to escape religious persecution but they were persecuting catholics And they were also persecuting indigenous people and their religions. They had used religion to make the laws for their colony, which was against the rules. Yeah, so they were like, we're leaving because you're doing X, Y, Z. And then they get here and they're like, oh, we're in charge? We're going to do X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. to see how it feels. And we're going to get to be in charge. And they kind of felt like, oh, we're across the pond. Like, nobody's going to find out what we're doing, you know? Yeah. What are we going to do all the way over here? Right. So, they were also, and I don't know a lot about this, um, King George's War that was before the... I've got to look up more about that, but apparently that was going on at this time, like before the Revolutionary War, and I don't know if that was the Europeans fighting the indigenous people, but I didn't come across anything about that in my other research. So apparently that was going on in Massachusetts. The colony, after having their charter revoked, they were scared of losing their community, and so this, along with the war that they had witnessed, probably contributed to a mixture of hysteria and PTSD, which we didn't know PTSD was a thing back then, but these little kids, because the majority of the people who accused people of witchcraft were ages nine, or girls ages nine to 20, that would have definitely contributed to having PTSD and having hysteria over, like, losing your, your home. Yeah would have contributed to this, and they need to then regain a sense of control over their environment. So, Reverend Cotton Mather, our favorite person. What's that scary movie? Cotton Weary? Yes. <laughs> what is Scream? That? No, there's another scary movie. Jeff and I went and saw it in theaters, and it was about, like, a possession or something. Oh, and The American Haunting? Maybe. But the main guy's name, he was a preacher. Yeah. And he, the one where he was abusing his daughter and she was supposedly possessed. I think so. Yeah, that's American Haunting. That, okay. It's a really, it's got like Donald Sutherland in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because his name in that movie is Cotton. Cotton something. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, the last name is. I remember that. So, Cotton Mather wrote a book in 1688 about witchcraft and included an account of four children who were named Goodwin, the last name Goodwin, that were afflicted with witchcraft. Afflicted by witchcraft. 
They accused a woman named Glover, who was Scottish, of cursing them. She only spoke Gaelic, and when she could not properly recite the Lord's Prayer in court, they said that it was a sign that she was a witch. So she was hanged um, on November 16th, which is my brother's birthday, in 1688 in Boston. Because she couldn't speak English. Yeah, because she couldn't speak English. So they said that witches could never perfectly recite the Lord's Prayer. And that was like one of their tests. Because they would reject like holy speech or whatever. Kind of like the exorcist. You know, but y'all all didn't just get off a boat from somewhere else. No. I that mean. It just happened. Right. Salem is about 20 miles north of Boston. And Reverend Samuel Paris, who was a failed businessman, decided he wanted to be a minister. Which apparently you just like decide back uh, then. Yeah, I think. Because I've heard in other places, like, the people that have all these different jobs, is they just decide one day. We have our third host, a four-year-old little girl. She's going to contribute, maybe. Some Look, guys, like I said, you'll just have to deal with it. Frick, we're mothers, you know? I'm sure some of you are. If I cuss, she can't hear me, though. No, she can't Noise-canceling headphones. Okay. Yeah, my daughter has on noise-canceling headphones, so. <laughs> so, Reverend Samuel Paris just decided one day that he was going to be a preacher. Sounds good. Right, because he had a failed business, but... Um, he wasn't happy with the amount of money that he made, so he gave many, many sermons, quote-unquote sermons, trying to shame his congregation into paying him more money. This is relevant because in January of 1692, his daughter, 9-year-old Elizabeth, and his niece, 11-year-old Abigail, began to have fits, and they said that they were being pinched and bitten by an invisible spirit. And Putnam, again from Sabrina, who was 11 years old, also started exhibiting symptoms, and the other preteen girls in the town followed suit. It was like a trend. Like when Regina George gets the boobs cut out of her shirt. Yeah. It's exactly what it was. She they wore were army pants girls. and flip-flops, so I wore army pants and flip-flops. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. So, Plus, what the fuck else are you doing? The actual point, I'm bored. I cannot play. Okay, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But So, there is some speculation that they have been exposed to a fungus that grew on rye. Um, these symptoms of exposure can cause hallucinations, muscle, muscle contractions, vertigo, and tingling sensations. Like crawling across your skin. Yeah, but... It but, wouldn't just be targeted at female children. Right. Well, children are typically more susceptible to these things because they have weaker immune systems. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but they didn't have the other symptoms. Like, there weren't any physical symptoms. Like, they should have had, like, rashes and, like, vomiting and things like that. So, that's just a theory, but it's not exactly, like, actual truth. So the children were also restricted from all forms of play or fun because it wasn't considered good Christian behavior. So, they were probably just super bored. Just think if you were growing up and then not allowed to do anything. Not anything. Like, you're throwing a ball or rolling a ball on the floor with your friend, and they're like, oh, that's the devil. You're going to hell. That um, just makes me think of um, the water boy. It's the devil. It's the devil. It's the devil. So, the doctor, William Griggs, and I say the doctor because he was the only one. Yeah. Um, is called in and diagnoses them with being afflicted by witchcraft because that's what they do when they can't figure out what else is wrong. And we don't have mental illness. You're no. cursed. So, in 1692, Reverend Paris began to search for who might be cursing his children with witchcraft. His enslaved person, Tichiba, who was a South American native woman captured and sailed north for slavery, was the first person accused of witchcraft in the Americas. So, I didn't know she was South American. Yeah. So, she there's some debate over whether or not she was African descended or South American indigenous. 
Um, but they think that she was from like the Barbados region. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, at that point in history, so this is 200 years after Columbus comes to the West Indies, and they're all mixed together at this point. There's yeah. just a, a muddled, like, general West Indies culture now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they um, killed off all, and this is also in my list to talk about in the podcast, they killed off all of the indigenous people in the island of Hispaniola, which was the Dominican Republic and Haiti, mm-hmm. um, that island. So they killed off all those people in the island in the span of about a hundred years or so. Yeah. And um, to fill the land then uh, with people who could farm their sugar cane, they brought in a bunch of African slaves. Gotcha. So that's where the Afro Spanish. Yeah. So that's why all the people from. Haiti and the Dominican are, they look black because they're technically descended from Africa, but had they been indigenous, they probably would be like, look Hispanic. Right. Or Latin in nature or whatever. My kids can play all the time and Mm -hmm. they still do crazy stuff. Like my kid gets bored as crap playing his freaking $300 Xbox with like 60 games. Yeah. And he also has an iPad and a Nintendo Switch and a Nintendo DS and an iPhone. And we have three TVs in my house with every kind of Hulu, Netflix, HBO that you could want. And he has all the toys and Nerf guns and footballs and baseballs. and Yeah. And he still will come and look at me and be like, I'm bored. And I'm like, boy, do you realize that all I had were a bookshelf and a Barbie doll growing up. Like, I had to make my own fun. Again, we don't fully know where she came from because the lives of enslaved people weren't important. No, she was property. Right. So, she told the girls stories about her indigenous religious practices. And since it wasn't Christian, it was obviously evil. They also arrested Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne at the same time. So, Reverend Paris was later actually accused of forcing Tichiba to confess um, and starting the whole thing because he had lost power in the village and wanted it back. So well, yeah. he, he beat a confession out of her because she said things in her confession that she would not have known and would not have been part of her religion. It was totally Christian in nature. Yeah. And she started saying things about the devil and the devil's book and signing a name. And that was not an indigenous, like, practice. No. Tichiba was arrested when she supposedly baked a cake that would elicit a confession out of whomever was the witch. So, she was actually just trying to help them find out who had cursed the family. Yeah. And, but she, quote, used witchcraft to do it. So, then she was arrested. Actually, she used the urine of one of the, confer- of one of the cursed women to... Uh, baked it into the cake and if the witch ate the cake then it would like she would have to confess that is the dumbest. yeah so also that's not what a pee test is okay no that's not the same so also like i said there was some uh evidence that he beat the confession out of her and coached her on what to say in court but he refused to bail her out of jail, probably, like, to protect his family. Like, I don't want to be associated with a witch. Yeah. So, she stayed there until someone bought her, and it is completely unknown what happened to her after that. So, the court of Oyer and Terminer, um, that consisted of eight judges, was then created in the Boston-Salem, Massachusetts area uh, to determine the guilt or innocent of the accused witches. And, of course, they were all old white men. Yeah, of course. Because who else? All the accused um, entered pleas of not guilty. Over 200 people were accused. 150 were arrested. 20 were hanged. 
14 were women, 6 were men, and 13 died in jail awaiting trial. Which is pretty par for the course for yeah. a jail back oh, then. Oh, it wasn't a jail. It, it was, was like exactly what you think of when you think of a medieval dungeon. Yeah, like it's literally a rock wall yeah, hole in the ground. That you're chained to, but I'm going to talk about that too. So, they died because of the horrible conditions where they were kept. Uh, they were considered dangerous, so they were kept in basements and dungeons of the prisons, not in the actual prison cells. And they were said to be wet, dark, filled with rats, bugs, and the smell of human decay and disease. If you're chained to the wall and you're a witch, they're not going to be like, hey, do you need a bathroom break? Yeah. Like, you need, mm -mm, you would have to. Shitting on the floor. Yeah. So, the accused were chained to the walls and weighted down like the like a ball and chain situation. Yeah. Um, so, that their specters, their spirits, their ghosts, whatever you want to call it, could not escape. One girl named Dorothy Good, the daughter of Sarah Good, who was hung earlier that year, was accused by Ann Putnam of bewitching her. Dorothy was locked up in the dungeon alone from March to December of 1692. She was four years old. That situation would have caused an adult person to go completely insane. To lose their mind. Like, they yep. don't. They don't allow solitary confinement like that anymore. Yeah, because they do have it for short periods of time, but there's supposed to be a limit of how long you can spend in there. That's my daughter's four-year-old baby, this little girl who is sitting here right next to us who can barely walk or use the bathroom by herself, and you're going to lock her in a cold, dark dungeon all alone from March to December. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm almost in tears thinking about if that was my daughter. You better be glad I'm not a witch and I'm not alive. You already killed me because if I was, I'm, I'm coming, coming after back. <laughs> everybody's getting their throat cut. I'm haunting everybody. I'm so, oh. Yeah. Also, the good name reminds me of uh, Fiona Good and Cordelia from uh, American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, this little baby was four years old. Her family was super poor anyways, um, and her father was forced to pay $50 to release her. Which back then is like... It's $3,600 in today money. And if they're already poor, they really have that. I'm poor, and if I... Okay, my family has money, so if I ever get in a problem, I can borrow money from my mom. But I don't do that unless it's a major problem. Yeah, like an emergency. Right, and but... If I was forced to come up with $3,600 right now, and think about it, I have a lot of stuff because I'm materialistic just like everybody else. I mean, I could sell both of my cars and, like, my TVs and my gaming systems and stuff and probably come up with it. But they didn't have, I mean, what did he they have? have the, clo the clothes on his back? Yeah, and the house that he probably built from... Like scrap guard. wood, yeah, and so he had to come up with thirty six hundred dollars to get a release. I he begged around and like scrapped and found this money. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's all. And it took could him. Do. Yeah, and it took him from May to December to do it. She was so traumatized by what happened to her that she went basically insane and had to be cared for for the rest of her life. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, God, I would go insane if that yeah, happened to me like, now. And to do it to a baby, mm -mm. a baby. Mm -mm. Cycle, it's fucking awful. So, there were also two dogs that were accused of witchcraft and they were shot. Yeah, son of Sam. Sure. So, I bet they were black dogs. Oh, yeah. So, everyone except Giles or Giles, but I'm going to say Giles. I think I've heard it Giles more than... Yeah. I, when I was listening to the Morbid podcast, they said Giles and they're from, like, Massachusetts. And so, I'm like, maybe, but also I'm Southern, so it's Giles. 
Yeah, like, every person I know that has that as, like, a, a last name, it's Giles. Yeah. So, Giles, everyone except Giles Corey was hanged at the bottom of Gallows Hill in Massachusetts. Uh, Giles wasn't hung because he refused to enter a plea, so he was tortured and interrogated to elicit confession. The hill was visible to most of the town, so that is why it was chosen as a spot to hang them, so people would be able to see their bodies on display. As a... Warning. Yeah, as a warning to, like, this is what's going to happen to you if you do this. So... All right, guys, that's where we're going to have to end it for today because we have run out of time, and this episode is probably already two hours long, and it's just part one. Yeah. Um, But we love you guys, and we can't wait to pick this up and for you to hear the second half because it's about to get, like, real juicy with all the other, like, accusations, and we're about to, like, dive into what really happened, why they were, like, what they were accused of, and then what they really did. Yeah. So, that'll be, uh, I kind of touched on the ones at first that I didn't know a ton about, and then as I go along, I have more info about, like, the rest of the people who were accused. Really, this episode is just laying the groundwork for the next episode. And um, it might seem like, oh, well, they didn't talk about the sandwich trials that much, but I... You have to know this to know, to understand History is important. You can't just understand that a bunch of, like, 20 people were killed in Salem without understanding the environment right and what led up to it and what led up to the Puritans actually feeling this way and I feel like it's all like really important just from a historical perspective um because everything is at the end of the day everything's ultimately connected yeah so um yeah I just wanted to give you guys that background and then the next week like next week we're gonna pick up on that talk about Giles Corey and some of the tests that they did to um, test for witchcraft. All right, so um, be sure and check out all of our socials. We'll be seeing you guys. So we're going to have a Patreon episode out super soon, and we will announce that um, on our socials when it comes out. So you have to be following us on our socials. Um, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you are a practicing witch or you can trace your lineage back to any of the Salem witches, mm-hmm. Leave us a comment. Leave us, like, yeah. Send us an email at our email address. It's a matter of crime at gmail.com. Because we want to hear all this. Like, it's yeah. so fascinating. We want to hear your, your stories. Um, we want to be able to talk about them. And if we get enough of them, we might, like, do a whole, like, podcast about stories that you guys send us. Yeah. Like, like that would be super fascinating. Um, it's only a matter, matter of crime. crime. <laughs>